0: as we said. So uh, what we're going to try and do tonight is a little bit different, just because we have to go, go through some basics before we get to the, uh, to the main shi'la. So the main shi'la that we're going to uh, be addressing, if we get there tonight, again I'm not sure how this is going to unfold, but uh, the main shi'la is whether machatonim are able to go ahead and serve as witnesses, or one serve as a witness for the other. So you have two people; their children are married to one another. So, are they considered to be related that it would be problematic for them to uh, to testify together, to serve as judges together, for one to testify in behalf of the other? So, this is related to uh, you know to uh, uh, an incident, not an incident to, to a chasna uh, a number of weeks ago, where uh, somebody told me that uh, one mechutin was the aide for the other mechutin. He testified for, uh, for one of the uh, the parts of the wedding on behalf of the other. And the question is, is that acceptable or not? Okay, so we have um, a lot of work to do in order to get ourselves there. Now I hope, oh, yes, okay. So you have two pages on the screen in front of you right now? Do you have one with writing and one with
1: pictures? No. writing no pictures No pictures um, Okay, let me see help us. Let's try one more time.
0: Okay, we'll have to go one at a time. So right now you just have one thing on your screen, just words? Now we have both. Four oh, weeks, no, you have And both. there are some circles. Okay, good. Okay, so what should be on the left side of your screen, it says, you see it says, Rishon Berishon? Okay, so right. these are, the way Chazal refer to relatives is by generation. So as you see over there, it says, Rishon Berishon. So that's going to be either siblings, for our purposes, we're going to say two brothers. So they're the same generation, they're the starting generation, so they're number one. So they are Rishon Berishon. Or, and it doesn't make a difference whether those two brothers share a common father or they share a common mother. Either way, they can't testify. And then a parent and child is also considered to be Rishon Berishon. They're considered to be, we'll call them first degree relatives, also who are unable to testify one for the other, so that we all know, and you see that on the chart, you see what the, the, the um, on the right-hand side where it says you, so you and your brother, that's Rishon Barishon, you and your parent, should say father really, you and your father, or you and your son, so those three, those first three red circles that are closest to you, that's all considered to be Rishon berishon, and they are not allowed to testify one for the other. Then the second category we have is Rishon Bishani. So this is first degree, this is first generation to second generation. So that means that's going to be you to your nephew. So it's your brother's son or your sister's son, but that's your nephew. So that is uh, your first generation, your nephew is second generation. And grandson, since you and your son are considered to be one generation. So you and your grandson are you are reshown, and then your grandson is second generation. That also you're not allowed to testify. So now we've included um, um, uh, one, two, three, three, four, five. So so far we've considered we've uh, we've included five of these red circles. That oh sorry six because also the grandfather. So just like you and your grandson are Rishon Bisheni. your grandfather, and you are also Rishon B'Sheni. The red circles are people who everybody agrees cannot testify. Now, the next is what we call Sheni B'Sheni. So this is you and your first cousin. So skip over your brother. So you and your first cousin. So that also is considered to be um, your second degree relatives because the first degree relatives are now considered to be your father and your uncle. So they're the first generation, father and uncle. And then the generation after that is Shemi besheni So that also is, there's a, you're, you're not allowed to testify. Now, when we say, now we get to uh, the Rishon Bishlishi. Rishon Bishlishi, so that is the simple way is you and your brother's grandson. Your brother's grandson is considered to be your grandnephew. So that is you, our generation number one, number two, number three, or... It also works by a great-grandfather, right? So your great-grandfather is to you, he's he, uh, he's generation one, and you are considered to be three generations down from him. And the same thing would be true with regards to you and your great-grandson. is also considered to be Rishon Bishlishi. So your great-nephew and your great-uncle are just different directions of where the one and where the three are going, but those are, as we're going to see, that's subject to a a, a debate between Jochan and the Ramah, and the same thing is going to be great-grandfather and your great-grandson are also a machlokas, and then we'll just say, for simplicity, all of the green circles, so all of those are uh, going to be mutter. Everybody says that that's going to be acceptable. So I can make the chart a little bit... Uh, bigger but you see that once you get to a certain point you get those green all on the side so that's going to be your second cousin your third cousin first cousin once removed let me make it bigger again yeah so here you see on your on your generation your second cousin your third cousin going up first cousin once removed second cousin once removed first cousin twice removed great great uncle all of those relatives are not halakhically they're not considered to be relatives Excuse me. Where is my niece's son? Your niece's son will be the same as your grand nephew. That would be the yellow over here, where the where the where the thing is over here, uh, where it says you. That says your brother down to your nephew. So there, I could say nephew or niece. I should really, I should have, I should have included. I'll, I'll make sure to go back because you can't testify at your niece's chasana either to sign her k'suva, or to uh, be the aid kedushan for your niece, so that's not allowed, nor your niece's children. Well, your niece's children will be machlokas. Okay. You can testify for your niece's, uh, your niece's children. So that is the basic chart, which, uh, which we use. Now, what I didn't include over here, just because I ran out of time, because it took me a long time to figure out how to make this uh, these circles as, as they are, but Part of what uh, but what I'll, I'm going to continue to do at, uh, at some point is to do uh, all of your wife's relatives that you're not allowed to testify for. So that's going in a different direction. Those are people who are related by marriage because they're related to your wife and who of those that you're not going to be able to testify for, but that's not really so relevant right now, so we don't need to, uh, to be overly concerned about that. Okay, now once we have these basics of the chart, so now let's begin to see some sources inside. And it's actually there at the top, so you remind me. So here we go. So now it says, now let me make this bigger so we could read this. So the first thing is, and uh, we're going to skip the Mishnah, just because of time. So here the Gemara says, so the, the Mishnah begins, we'll start off with the, the beginning. Then it says, the Mishnah says, the So the Mishnah is going to list for us, those relatives for whom you're not allowed to testify. And they are, what's examples? Achiv, your brother. So we call that Rishon Berishon. You and your brother are the same generation. V'achi Aviv, that's your uncle. So your uncle, if we go up, your uncle is also, that's Rishon B'Sheni. That's you and the one generation up. So that is no good. V'achi Emo, your mother's uncle, not on the chart. Ubal Achoso, your sister's husband, so that's your brother-in-law. Ubal Achos Aviv. The way these things work is, yeah, when we translate these Hebrew terms into English, in English we do it the other way. So it's your father's sister's husband, so that's your uncle who married into the family. Ubal Achos Imo, your mother's sister's husband, another uncle who married into the family. Ubal, emo, that's going to be a step uh, um, a stepfather. The Chamiv, a father-in-law. The Giso is your brother-in-law. Um, that is going to be um, your wife's brother. Your wife's brother also. Okay? okay, so now the Gemara wants to know. As the Gemara begins, we have this list of who you're not allowed to testify for. So the Gemara now wonders. Uh, so what's the source the, uh, in the Torah that says that relatives aren't allowed to testify for one another? The Tanur Abanin the teaches. Uh, 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 el yumsu teaches. So this is a pasuk in the Torah that says that fathers are going to die on account of the sons. So that's a pasuk, so the Gemara wonders. So what exactly is this pasta coming to teach me when it says that fathers don't die because of sons? If it's coming to teach me what one may take literally, that fathers don't die because of the sins of the children, and children don't die because of the sins of the father. So, but that can't be what this Pasuk is teaching me because the Torah already says that a man dies because of his sins and nobody dies because of somebody else's sins. So it cannot be that it's telling me that because somebody else sinned, whether a father or a son, that the person in the middle is going to die because of that. That goes against the Torah. Ela, so the intent of the Pasuk is yumsu When it says that fathers should not die because of sons, meaning that a father cannot be executed because his son testified against him. And that's now seen as the source in the Torah to this notion that says that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that uh, their relatives, close relatives... Are not allowed to testify on behalf of one another, against one another, together with one another. Any of those things is something which is not going to be allowed. So it's this Gemara in Sanhedrin Chavzayin Amabeis, which serve, which provides the source from the Torah to teach us that relatives cannot testify for each other. Okay, now what's considered to be a relative? So what are the definitions of relatives? So the Mishnah which we just read in Sanhedrin, so that provided us with some examples. But now, we have, there's another discussion in the Gemara Baba Basra. Parts of Baba Basra, that Masechta, contain a lot of information related to shtaros, related to writing legal documents, legal halachic documents. So in the course of that, uh, that Gemara, so the Gemara relates. Shalcha, Abba Abla, Yose So if Abba sent the following message to Rev Yose Bar'chama, halacha, the halacha is... And this is where you'll see that I got the terminology from. Shlishi Bishani Kusher, that a third generation can testify for a second generation. What's our example of that? Shani Bishlishi is first cousin once removed. So, what does that mean? So, let's go back over here. So, this is Shani Bishlishi. So, you, you and your first cousin. Like this. So you and your first cousin, so you're the white square, uh, the white circle, and then two to your right is your first cousin. So you guys are considered to be second generation to one another because the first generation between you and your cousin is your father and your uncle or your father and your mother, whatever it's going to be. But it's going to be a parent and an uncle. So they're generation one. You and your first cousin are considered to be shaney bishaney. You're considered to be uh, second. So you and your first cousin once removed, your first cousin's son, so that is what we call sheni bishlishi. So now, if that's what it says, first cousin once removed. So here in the Rebbe Abba uh, sense of Yosef b'shama, shlishi Bishani Mutter. So that means that your great, uh, your first cousin once removed is able to testify for you. If there's a monetary case, if you're, if you're writing a shtar halvar or whatever, it doesn't make a difference what the legal document is, but you and your first cousin once removed, so you could testify one for the other. Okay. Rava Amar Abarisham. Rava says that it's even going to be allowed that it's a, a shlishi b'sheni, meaning that, going back to our, our chart over here, this would be, Just make it a little smaller so this would be your first cousin once removed and your parent so that would be your that would be his uh, his great that would be his great uncle so Rava says that one is able to testify for a great uncle as well that's what we have over here the great uncle from you so that's what is a yellow square because we're going to see that it's a machlokas. but that's what Rava holds and then mar bravashi amar uh, mar bravashi says He says that one is able to testify for his father's father, meaning a paternal grandfather. He does not consider you and your paternal grandfather to be related to one another, and therefore grandfather could testify for grandson, grandson could testify for grandfather. But the Gemara says, where did I go? But but we don't pass like Mar Baravashi, and a a, 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 a somebody cannot testify for his grandfather, nor can a grandfather testify for his grandson. Now on this, so there's an interesting machlokas. This is the Dibra Masel. So the Gemara just said, we don't paschal like Mar Bravashi. So what does that mean exactly? So he says, Pirish, so Tosa says, Pirish Bekundras, that the Bam explains, the filo at self so once the Gemara tells us that we don't possibly like Mar Bravashi, that means that one can't testify for his grandfather, or his great grandfather, or his great great grandfather, or his great 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 grandfather. You can't testify any uh, any any family member in that direct line of that paternal line: grandfather, great grandfather, great great grandfather, great 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 grandfather, or grandson, uh, great-grandson, great-great-grandson, all of those which are in that direct line, so you're not allowed to testify for any of them. That's the Rashbam's opinion, and it doesn't matter how many generations we're going to be able to generate that are alive at the same time. Either way, they're not allowed to testify. But says, Toso says it doesn't appear to be correct. That once they're separated by so many generations, so we don't consider them to be relatives anymore. In other words, going back to our chart. So the that we say that to testify for, Mar Bravashi said to, for you, to your grandfather, that that would be okay. Oops, sorry. We don't pass that between you and your grandfather that that would be okay. But when we go up to the great-grandfather, that's a machlokas between Shoch and Arch and their ama. But when you go to great-great-grandfather, so then one generation above this, everybody's going to say that that's okay. Now, it's not a shy that you get very often that you have a great-grandfather uh, who's going to want to go ahead and testify on behalf of his great-grandson. But they tell the story that when Revol was informed about the birth of a great-grandson, no, sorry, great great grandson. Yeah, great great grandson. So it's between him. It was one, two, three, four, four generations down from Revel He had Arichas Yamin, and apparently his kids got married young. But when they told him that he had a great great grandson, his initial his initial response was Kasher LeEdus. Which is a way of saying that halakhically we're not really considered to be relatives. And if I needed to, I could go ahead and I could testify on his behalf. He could testify on my behalf because that many generations up, great great grandfather already is considered like Tosos says, because we pass like Tosos that is considered to be so distant that it's not going to be a problem to go ahead and testify. Okay, so now let's see how all of this goes at and. Uh, uh, expresses itself in Shochanar, and now that we know these things about Rishon, 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 Sheni, Sheni, B'sheni, so we'll have an easy time ma- making our way through this uh, this uh, this sift. All of this, all all of what's on the chart is is essentially contained in this one uh, Sif, which is in front of us. So here, so the uh, as we're going to see, the halachas of Edus appear in two different sections of Shochanar. So one is in Chosha but that's what you have in Source 5 on the, uh, on the page in front of you. That's where the general halachas of Edus, the general halachas of testimony and witnesses, appears, who qualifies as a witness, who's uh, not qualified as a witness. And then the second place that it appears is Ebenezer. And in Ebenezer, it's primarily by the halachas of Gittin. That when writing again, we're going to see that there's somewhat different standards, and then from that, some post can extend it to a as well, that we use slightly different uh, standards. What we say, okay, so Shulchan here says, so this is in simon Lamed Gimel, Siv base. Ve'elu The following are those who are not allowed to testify. Ha'achim zeim So two brothers are not able to testify one for the other. That's what we called Rishon Berishon. Ben mina'av, ben mina'im. And it doesn't make a difference whether they are full brothers or they're half brothers where they share a common father or they're half brothers where they share a common mother. Either way, brothers, siblings are not able to testify one for the other. And now he says, because brothers, they're the same generation. So they're considered to be that that's like our anchor and that's going to be our starting point. And we start off with number one. So that parallel line between brothers, so that's Risho Barisho. Ubinehem, now two brothers, both of whom have sons, so we call those first cousins, so they are Zaym ze, uh, Zesh Shani Beshani. So that's what we call second generation or second generation. If the two siblings are first generation, their two sons are second generation, and that is what we call Shani Beshani. B'nehem, and you and your brother's grandsons. So if you have two siblings, their grandsons, what we call second cousins. Uh, that's what we call shlishi Bishlishi. So let's go back up to our chart over here. So you and your brother. So that is rishon berishon. So that's not allowed. Then your son and your nephew, they're first cousins with one another. They're not allowed to testify because they're considered to be shenny bishenny. And then their sons, this is grandson and grandnephew, so they are considered to be shlishi b'shlishi. So you can't testify for your grandson, yeah, right. So they would also, Uh, Let's just do it like this. So you and your brother are uh, orisho-borisho. That's easy to follow. Then let's go up a generation. Parent and uncle. So if we look at the parent and the uncle as first generation, so you and your first cousin, that's you, skip your brother, you and your first cousin. So they're not allowed to testify. That's Shaney basheney Now go up another generation, your grandfather and your great uncle. So your grandfather and great uncle, they are brothers to one another. So you, that's over here, and your great-uncle's grandson, so you and that first, the, the, green, the first uh, uh, green circle, on that line are second cousins to one another. Shlishi b'shlishi, you could already testify. So if you want to testify on behalf of your second cousin, so that is something which is allowed. Now he says, um, ul now Shochanar continues. Now we know who, now, now that we've set up our chart of who Rishon is, who Sheini is, and who Shlishi is. Now it says, Olam Shlishi Berishon Kasher. Vein Lomar Lomar Shlishi uh I actually should have done it like this, sorry. Um, it says, Shlishi Berishon is Kasher, and certainly Shlishi B'Sheini. So now, go back to our chart over here. So Shlishi Berishon, so this is, I'm going to make this smaller. Shlishi Berishon, as far as this chart is concerned, is you and your great-grandfather. So the first opinion says that that is Kusher, And certainly the sheni bi, uh, Bishlishi, I think the terminology was. And certainly when it comes to the right, shlishi b'sheni. So shlishi b'sheni is going to be that we said was your grandson, and your
1: um, what did we say it was? Shani B'Shlishi, our first cousins. Nope, what did
0: I say? Shlishi B'Shoshim, sorry. Shani B'Shlishi, his first cousin once removed. So this is first cousin once removed. So you and your first cousin once removed. So this is certainly going to be okay. And you and your oh, sorry, I keep forgetting what they say. Slishi Shlishi 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 Shlishi. Great. Great grandchild and grandnephew. Right. So the great grandchild. So this is, these are, so Shulchan Aruch says that you to these two yellow circles at the bottom, so that's going to be okay. And certainly you and your second cousin are going to be okay. That's what Shulchan Aruch says so far. And then, aval sheni b'sheni, sheni b'sheni, we said our first cousins, then tzarach lomar sheni and certainly when it comes to sheni Berishon or rishon b'sheni in our chart, so rishon b'sheni is a nephew, or a grandson. So certainly that's going to be no good. That's not acceptable. Okay, now the Therefore, based on these rules, ha'av im ben beno So a man and his grandson are no good because a man and his son are considered to be one generation. And therefore the man to his grandson is rishon b'sheni. That's no good. Vibne shav, as he explains, Ibn she'av u'beno rishon b'rishon. Because the father and his son are rishon rishon, like two brothers, v'in ben and with his grandson shahu which is in some way uh, sorry ben sorry I skipped a ben over there, and with your great grandson shahu so it's you, your son, your grandson, and your great grandson, the fourth generation from you, kasher. So shocharach says it's kasher mipnei shu because he considers your great-grandson to be three generations down from you, Shachnar says that that's going to be okay. So if we look at you as generation one, your son is generation number two, your grandson is three, and your great-grandson is four, but that, as far as terminology is concerned, that's Rishon B'Shlishi. Then he says, the yesh Omrim, some people say, Shlishi B'Rishon that you're not allowed to testify for your great-grandson, because third generation to first generation, as long as it's within that line, that's no good. Haga and the Ramah says and the Ramah says indeed that's how he pasken. That we're going to pasken. They are a grand, a great grandfather testifying for his great grandson. That's not something which is allowed. So that's why it's in yellow over here, though, because the first opinion of Shochanarich says that it is acceptable. Second opinion, Shulchan Aruch says, it's not acceptable. And the Ramah says, that we in like this second opinion, that a man cannot testify for his great-grandson. One more generation down would be okay, but great-grandson is not, going to be, uh, is not going to be okay. And same thing is going to be true between you and your great-nephew, or your grand-nephew. So you and your brother are Rishon Rishon. You and your nephew are Rishon sheni. You and your grand-nephew or great-nephew, so that is Rishon Bishlishi, so that is subject to the very same debate, and the same thing goes up generations also. You and your great-uncle are up to your grandfather is considered to be uh, uh, yeah, it's a Rishon Bishlishi, three generations up, and same with your you and your father are considered to be one generation, and if, therefore the great-grandfather is considered to be three steps from you. So that is a debate. And the Rabbah says, we're about that. Then he says, the some people say that when it comes to reshon and shlishi, some people say that the disqualification is only going to be uh, 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 unacceptable on a rabbinic level. The sharp even though the rest of the relatives are the and we're going to see that that may make a difference as far as kedushin is concerned. Kemosha, Yisbar, Bevan Ezer, Simba which we're not going to see, as Evan Ezer explains. Okay, so that is, um, so that is the basic uh, chart and the structure of relatives. Now, let's move on and expand this, uh, this umbrella of uh, who may or may not be qualified to testify. So now in uh, in source 5, so now we go back to the beginning of this simon. And here we're, we're seeing the beginning of the simon just because the sma is going to tell something which is fascinating. It says, So anytime you're not allowed to judge, uh, two people are not allowed to judge, they're related to one another, and they're not allowed to judge or there's some other dynamic between them which disqualifies them from being able to judge one another, serve on a basin with one another. So they're also not allowed to testify. (laughs) But if you have best friends, that's how we'll translate ohev, somebody who is not related to you by blood, but they're related to you by choice, best friend, or somebody that you absolutely cannot stand, you hate the person, Uh, Terribly, where you're not going to be able to be objective. So, between your best friend and your biggest enemy, so you're allowed to testify for that your best friend or your enemy, even though you're not allowed to serve as a judge for your best friend or your enemy. So, obviously, the question is what's the difference? Why is it that when it comes to judging, so we say you're not allowed to judge your best friend or your biggest enemy, but you could testify on behalf of your best friend or your biggest enemy? So the S'ma explains, there's a S'ma and Sivka, an over there. So he says, that, So he says, So he says, the reason why this is so is, because when it comes to testimony, So, so all you're really doing as a witness is you're not you're not you're not rendering any judgment whatsoever. All you're doing is you're accounting what you saw. So we assume that people will be able to relate facts, and they're not going to let their opinions get in the way of facts. Velo chashdinan. Sorry, I went the wrong way. Velo and we're not afraid. And we don't assume that a person is going to int- intentionally alter the facts for the better, for the uh, for the benefit or the detriment of his best friend or biggest enemy, respectively. So when all you're doing is you're giving edus, you're testifying about uh, what you saw. So in especially because there's going to be drisha v'chakir, there's going to be some level of cross examination. So we don't assume that a person's personal nagiyas, a person's a personal interest in that person or personal hatred for that person is going to get in the way of impartial testimony where all your job is is just to relate facts as you saw them. But, but as a judge, so now you have to go ahead and you have to formulate an opinion. Once you have to go ahead and formulate an opinion, then we trust you, we trust you vis-a-vis your best friend or we trust you vis-a-vis your biggest enemy about as far as we could throw you, which is not very far. And your thinking process and your judgment and your opinion is is likely going to be swayed by the love you have for your best friend or the hatred that you have for your biggest enemy. Even if you don't plan to do something which is bad, or you don't plan to uh, to uh, to be uh, to be subjective rather than objective. It's almost impossible to go ahead and to separate yourself from that. So for judge for judging your best friend or your enemy, you're not allowed to do. But when it comes to judging or, uh, uh, or when it comes to testifying for your best friend or your biggest enemy, so we assume that by and large you'll be able to go ahead and be impartial. So that is... Uh, why there's potentially this difference in terms of aus versus judgment, and Aus could actually be a little bit more lenient okay now we say is follows so now let's get to the uh to the Shilo which uh, which we were dealing with which uh, which uh, which raised this issue in the first place so here this is still in Shochanarchot this is still Hasshemish, but I should say so here it says avi hassan va via idim. So you have the father of the groom, a man. You have the father of a bride. So that's what we call mechutanim. So they are in-laws to one another. They share married children. So Shocherach says they could testify one for the other. So one mechutah could be uh, could be a te- uh, could testify for other. I could go ahead and I could testify for Rabbi Terabello my most recent, Rabbi Terabello, could go ahead and testify on my behalf, and the fact that our children are married is something which is, uh, we don't assume that that's going to get in the way of being able to be impartial. Then, now comes along, the Roman says, even though, as far as testimony is concerned, there's no issue for me to testify for Rabbi Terabello. Or for Rabbi Terabello to go and testify for me, but for he and I to sit on a basin with one another, or for him to be a dying for me, or for me to be a dying for him. So that already we say that, that it's funny the way the, way the remark concludes is that the nature of the relationship of machatanim, you could all think about your parents, you know, you, you know the, the dynamics between your parents and your in-laws, but he says that when it comes to machatanim, so oftentimes there's either a, a hate or love relationship between the two of them. So therefore, uh, the, if they want to go ahead and be judges for one another, dayanim for one another, that machatanim are not going to be able to do because it's going to be difficult for them to maintain that impartiality and to not allow their feelings to sway their opinion, but when it comes to Eidos, when it comes to testimony, so it's something which is acceptable. So here we have, as far as the uh, as far as the is concerned, so shachararach is clear. that when and Rama agrees that when it comes to mechutanim, if they want to go ahead and. Testify together or testify one for the other, so they are not considered to be related, which would disqualify them from being uh, from being able to testify. So that is the conclusion as far as Aruch in Khosha Mishpat is concerned. Now we jump to Ebenezer. So as I said, the place in Ebenezer where this appears is in the Halachas of Gittin towards the end of Ebenezer. and rather than looking at Shochan which was a little bit confusing, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to grab this halacha from the Arach HaShokhan, who elaborates a little bit more and will make it clearer for us to, uh, to understand. So he says, Arach HaShokhan says, this is Ebenezer Simon Kuf lamed, Siv Daud. says, Dinay P'sula edus Nizbar Lamed v'lamed So he says, if you want to look up the halachas, of who is qualified or disqualified to testify. So the address where you want to look is in Chosh HaMishpat, Semet Lamed Gimel, Semet Lamed Dalad. And we saw at least parts of those, uh, you know, a couple of sifim in Semet Lamed Gimel. So we're, we're pretty good to go. Now he says, When it comes to who is going to serve as witnesses on a get, we're more machmer than what we really need to do. So we'll be more mahmer when it comes to a get than how we will be mahmer for a loan document. Shalom lachtom <laughs> baid that we're not going to allow somebody to sign as a witness. Af, went the kasher, Even though technically it should be permitted. So who are our relatives who, when it comes to a regular loan document, we would allow them to testify one for the other. But When it comes to a get, we would not allow it. Kimo, for example, sheni Bishlishi. So sheni Bishlishi, now we go back to our chart, because it's hard to remember. So sheni Bishlishi is first cousins once removed. So first cousins once removed, so that's you and that first green, that middle green circle there on the line below you. So, uh, as far as you testifying for first cousin once removed, so that would be acceptable as far as loan documents, as far as regular legal documents are concerned. But for you or that first cousin once removed to testify for one another about a get or a k'suva, as as we will discuss about a k'suva, also, so that we don't allow. And even more distant relatives, so anybody, could very well be that anybody who appears on the chart, even though they have a green, they're a green circle, so when it comes to signing a get, so we would be more restrictive, and we would not allow that. V'chein, similarly, and this is something which we didn't really see, but it's just part of the sentence, karo v'nisrachek, somebody who was a relative by marriage, And as a result of some death or uh, somebody dying, so they're no longer considered to be related to one another. So that also, even though technically it would be permitted for them to testify, because currently these two people are not related to one another, nonetheless, forget it would be no good. Oh, and here's what we're looking for or to mechutanin. So, two people whose children are married to one another, they also, even though generally machutanim are allowed to testify one for the other beget we don't allow them to go ahead and sign on a get with uh, with one another because for a get, we hold to a much higher standard because we want to make sure that there's no uh Nobody questions the validity of a get whatsoever because it's such a severe matter. So we go out of our way to be extra machmir when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to witnesses, and therefore, by extension, so poskim say that the same at least some poskim say that the same thing is going to be true with regards to with regards to aksuva. So aksuva also we're going to be extra machmir, and we don't allow people who are related to one another. To, uh, to sign. And um, um, right. So he says that. So in, in this safer, so some people are going to be machmer when it comes to ksuva, some people not. In this safer, which is called ksuva kehalacha which you would imagine, So you imagine it's going to be an authoritative safer on, the, on these halachas. He actually says, so he says that two uh, you know, two uh, people whose children are married, so technically they're able to testify for one another. Although there are some poskim who are machmer and try and avoid it, but certainly when it comes to a a a, a tanaim, which was the case that where this uh, shaila arose, when it comes to a tanaim, which is not a get or a ksuva, it's just a, a document which is going to be uh, used. Just from the time that it's signed by the uh, Kabbalah Spanim. and it's only valid until the chuppah. so something like that. Certainly, we would go; uh, we could go like the Iker Adin, which would say that the uh, Mechutanim are going to be able to testify one for one for the other. And I don't think that it would uh, represent any sort of uh, shiloh whatsoever. So that is a quick review of these halachas of uh, uh, of edus, one for the other and uh you should uh have, you know hopefully uh, i will uh, have the uh, the time and the ability